it's time for Sales with Sully. Your host, Scott Sullivan, brings his 30 years of sales and marketing experience to you, the sales professional, addressing your questions from Twitter to help you be better at reaching your goals. This is a weekly show that happens right here on InspiredNewsRadio.com. And now your host, Scott Sullivan. Hello and welcome back to Sales with Sully. Hi, this is Scott Sullivan. I'll be your guide through the next half hour as we talk about some of the things that help make you a better sales professional, some tips, tricks, and nuggets of information that we have found throughout our uh, just stellar career of over 30 years now in professional sales and i try and share some of that information and some of the things that i've learned over the years to bring to you some of it uh you can take away and and actually implement today into your into your sales profession and and make you better at what you do and some of it is you just kind of store away for future and some of it you can just uh, sift away like the wheat and you know sifting the wheat from the chaff so today we're talking about swag bags So on this week's Sales with Sully, the conversation that we have on social media, we turn that into a podcast, and this week we talked about swag. I was absolutely shocked at the number of people on my social media that are sales professionals that did not know what swag stood for. It's actually an acronym that stands for Stuff We All Get. Uh, that is the word. I mean, it has evolved into, you know, what do they call them? Tchotchkes, trinkets, trash, stuff that you get from trade shows now or networking events or, you know, a water bottle with some company's logo, you know, ubiquitous, you know, stress balls and thumb drives and anything else that you pick up. Ink pins are a big one that you pick up at trade shows and things like that. You know, swag. But is that really how it started? I, I I was shocked on the conversation that we had this week on social media as we started talking about swag bags and and does it work and you know how do you implement that into your into your uh, everyday sales routine? What is it that you know swag could be uh, and how does it actually you know benefit? the company and benefit you as a sales professional so let's first talk a little bit about the history of swag where did swag actually come from it's hard to say but i i can tell you this after doing some research this week um throughout you know the history there have been lots of examples of swag but one that shocked me more than anything else was in the 1700s um in the you know 1700s in the 18th century and here in the United States, uh, if you went to a funeral, which there were lots of funerals, think about that, in you know the 1750s to the 1790s, uh, the average life expectancy of a human being was about 40 years. So there were a lot of funerals, and there were a lot of people. The, the country was starting to burgeon. There were a lot of, you know, there were a lot of sickness, a lot of sickness, uh, of course, the Civil War, a lot of things going on. So a lot of funerals uh, that were going on, a lot of things that were happening. And if you went to a funeral at that particular time, it was very common to give swag, to give something to the funeral goer. So if you went to a funeral and these were very lavish events, think about it at the time. These were not like the funerals we had today, which were these mournful kind of, uh, you know, somber events. These were, you know, elaborate. You wear your Sunday best. You It's a place where you socialize. You see a lot 
lot of people. There was food and beverage and a lot of things that would happen all usually in the same room as the deceased laying there. Uh, and in, in most cases, uh, you know, the the lid of the coffin or the lid uh, wasn't in place. So you have <laughs> this giant funeral going on with all of these kind of revelry and merry-goers. Uh, and then as part of that they there was a tradition that was started in in this time frame where the funeral goers would get uh, a pair of gloves because we were coming into the industrial revolution there was mass manufacturing and one of the funeral homes started this tradition of giving a pair of gloves to and they were called morning gloves and you would have a pair of gloves for uh, each person that came in to the funeral and then the pallbearers would get a, a an additional you know a ring or a token or a necklace or a bracelet or some type of piece of jewelry as a thank you and the family would you know have these this swag it was much like what we see as a wedding today you buy a you know a best man's kind of you buy you buy your best the people that stand up with you at your wedding you buy them a small gift or a some type of swag that to say thank you and the maid of honor and the the you know bridesmaids they all get a, a small token usually from the bride to say thank you for you know participating in our in our glorious day and eventful you know things that are going on so it was really unusual for me to find out that swag actually you know was part of the funeral in the 18th century so that was really interesting but then as you you know start to come through the ages you start to see how swag changed right there were things that uh, the marketers and the advertisers and the sellers would start changing how swag was actually used and then the the name or the the terminology or the nomenclature that we use now called the swag bag in the invention of you know different types of carrying devices of you know a canvas bag or a paper bag or something that has your logo printed on it and then you would fill it full of things that that person would need or want to know about your company and then all of a sudden we had this term called a swag bag so you know talking a little bit about that when did you know when did the swag bag actually kind of come into its own of course it's been it's been around for like i said since the 1700s and there's been a lot of reasons to do that and advertisers have globbed onto it hard very strong and there's a main reason for that and we'll get into that in just a minute but what i thought was really surprising is that, that swag bags really started to come into vogue when you had the invention of television uh, there there was this additional media in other words from having just a regular ad on television you know hi this is you know Procter and Gamble advertising their favorite soap so now instead of doing that there are these elaborate swag bags that are put together for like the Oscar presenters or the Emmy presenters or for the attendees of a particular television show or whatever so then the camera pans on them and all of a sudden you see these stars and these endorsements you're basically getting an endorsement that yes unsolicited but you're getting an endorsement because now you see you know world famous movie stars and uh, world famous you know television stars and people that have a tremendous amount of notoriety 
holding, touching, looking at, reading the labels of, and you know, holding up the bags or seeing them parade out with your bag with all of your uh, you know company's logo and things on it. So that's when the swag bag really, really, really started to you know really turn into something. Now the the idea has been around forever. I'm going to give you something that you're going to take home with you, and hopefully that will trigger you to think about my company or my product or my service over the next few months or years or however long that particular piece of you know, tchotchke or swag that I gave you lasts or where you put it in a prominent position or how useful it is or things like that. So if you think about it in uh, some of us grew up in the time when there was not a, a air conditioning was not prevalent in every single home. Um, so if you grew up in the 50s, the 60s and sometimes the 70s, you probably didn't have central air in your in your home. So funeral homes used to pass out fans and it would be a a stick stapled to a piece of cardboard and on the both sides of that cardboard there would be advertising and the fans were because it was hot you put 100 people in a room with no air conditioning in august in the south and it gets hot so the fans you know became the new gloves at the funeral homes and they were clearly advertising for the funeral home but they would give it to you because it was it had a function and then when you left the funeral uh and you went home from the funeral home you would have the fan with you and if you didn't have air conditioning home you might even still use it and that would be something that would be there in the home useful and it would get used on a regular basis until it was either broken or it fell apart or you know you went to the next funeral and got another one or and then all of a sudden in the in those types of scenarios you know things started happening like yardsticks and uh, rulers and all kinds of other you know household things how how about those uh, i don't know familiar if you guys are familiar with this but there used to be a, a rubber kind of grippy thing that would help you to open a jar and it used to be printed with you know the local hardware store and they used to give them out because it would give you a better grip on the jar to help open it so that was you know something that you kept for years and years and years and i can remember hours being in our junk drawer you know for 20 years of my life growing up it was the same exact one that was in our junk drawer for you know 20 years and i don't even think the hardware store was still in business that it advertised but it's just that's the kind of things that we realize that those pieces of swag that we would give to anybody that and like i said stuff we give to everyone or stuff we all get is what swag stood for is that we would pass those out and they would be around forever and you know then refrigerator magnets and all those other things so anyway i digress just slightly but that's sort of where swag came from and then it got escalated into a you know really 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 expensive products i mean you know five hundred dollar sunglasses and thousand dollar phones and all kinds of other things that would get escalated into these you know really really high-end products because if you're a you know a-list celebrity or star or presenter at the Oscars, you know getting a yardstick is not going to make any difference to you. But getting a a thousand dollar phone or getting a five hundred dollar pair of sunglasses and then being photographed by the paparazzi as you're walking out with your you know 
$500 sunglasses on, that becomes social media fodder now in the day we live today. So that swag bag turned into promotion and advertising, and you couldn't buy that kind of advertising because for $500, that A-list celebrity wouldn't put your sunglasses on and stand in a photo shoot and, and actually you know get paid $500 to do it. But you give them a free pair of sunglasses, and they'll slip them on, and next thing you know, there's pictures of them you know, all over social media with your sunglasses on. Those are the types of things that we're talking about when we talk about swag. So how does that actually impact your business? So this week in social media, when we started talking about this, we had a lot of conversations around swag and waste of time and you know, it depends on the, the product, depends on the company, depends on the service. It, you know, you have to build a brand that people actually want to be associated with. So, so there were a lot of different camps when we, talked, when we started talking about the swag, um, you know, and the things that we do. And I wanted to kind of escalate this, you know, today and talk about, you know, the questions, the common questions that came up, you know, in social media this week were, is it worth it? You know, the, the primary question was, you know, what is a swag bag? And then is it worth doing? And if you're going to do it, is it worth doing right? What's the difference between giving away an ink pen that nobody, you know, I don't think anybody probably ever got, uh, you know, a, a multi-million dollar deal uh, closed because somebody gave them an ink pen with a name with their company name or logo on it. So that's probably not you know, it's probably not a direct correlation between the swag and the result. So what we talked about this week on social media was, is it worth it? Is it actually worth it? And there were two huge, huge camps. And one of the arguments or one of the the points that people were making was that you can't buy that type of advertising if you have the right target you know, market. Because in today's world of social media, if you have something kind of cool and funky and it's something unique, then people will actually use it, take a picture of it. It'll be part – if you can integrate that into their you know, personal lives. So, so here's an example that was given to me that I thought was extremely uh, – apropos and fit really well into what we were talking about and that is the little holder that goes on the back of your phone it's a little uh, expandable button you slide your it slides in between your fingers and you hold it so it gives you a, a way to hold your phone without having to grip it on the sides so it just slides in between your fingers and it's got a button uh, or a pop-up on the back and there's advertising on that big disc that is facing outward to the world. So when you see somebody holding up their phone to take a picture, to take a selfie of themselves, or to take a group shot, they are presenting to the rest of the world your logo. Now, it's very inexpensive. That's not an item that costs a lot of money, but it is amazing how you you know how many times we hold our phone up and look at it and when we hold our phone up and look at it for a selfie because it is is absolutely in everybody's hand and everybody has one and because it also prevents you from sliding your phone completely in your pocket sometimes it actually sticks out of your back pocket it sticks out of your side pocket you know it hangs out on the edge of your purse if you drop your phone into a side pocket so it is it's pretty much 
you know, presenting to the world on a very regular basis. And if you have an opportunity to put your logo on those phones and you give that away and people actually use it, then it helps build your brand and brand awareness simply because you you actually can, you know, get people to, to recognize your brand from, you know, presenting it to the world. That, I thought, was a perfect example of what we were talking about when it came to swag the other thing that we talked about in social media on the other side of the camp was that unless you can afford something that has some type of intrinsic value meaning does it actually you know do something that you use in your everyday life that you're going to use on a regular basis to kind of keep you at top of mind or is it so uh, does it have enough intrinsic value that you're not going to just chuck it you're not going to throw it away at the first opportunity in those particular camps people talked about you know how how do you give away something um you know that is is super super cool so i thought this was a great example there is a vodka manufacturer that actually bottles their vodka in a glass skull so the bottle if you gave the bottle away that was filled with something, like if you give a bottle of wine, in most cases, the people would, you know, a general consumer, they would drink the wine and they would throw the bottle either into the recycling or into trash. So there, and the bottle has the label on it. So without the bottle sitting around, you kind of lose the impact, right? You lose the impact of, of actually giving it away. Whereas if you give something in a very unique decanter something that is super super unique that people are not going to throw away thus the glass or crystal skull then you drink the vodka even if you don't drink it or if you do drink it doesn't matter you're probably going to save the bottle and it's going to sit up on a shelf because it's really unique now it may not last years and you may not keep it for years but it's unique enough and that brings me back to things like the collectibles. You know, Avon did a collectible series, and uh, Jim Beam, you know, Beam's Choice did a uh, a collectible series where different bottles and the decanters were kept for years and years and years, and they actually became you know collectibles and there are things that you know work to your favor because then if you give that product away you're actually getting the advertising that you need and it's recognizable and it's something that people will keep for a long period of time so that camp i think made a lot of sense too on social media this week we talked a lot about how cool that would be to have something that people are going to have and they set it up on a bookshelf or they you know have it somewhere in their vicinity and it it brings up memories and it brings to top of mind that particular brand or that particular experience or that particular you know moment in time that actually then keeps your brand alive and keeps your marketing alive in that person's mind i think that was a real interesting uh take on the swag bag so so I think the general consensus overall, as we were talking this week, is that you know swag bags could work. They they obviously work because you know too many millions of people are doing it each year. If you have a networking event and you every person that walks in that pays their X number of dollars of fees to come into the networking event, you give them a you know canvas bag and in the bag is a notebook and a pen and a water bottle and all the things that they're going to need for this weekend retreat or whatever it happens to be, and they're all branded 
did and they're all you know part of the sponsorships are there and you know maybe you have if you're you're doing maybe you're doing a weight loss seminar this weekend and you give a food scale that has branding on it you know that's going to be around for a long period of time they're going to take it home and use it that's why these um, you know protein and uh, shakes and powdered shake companies give you these uh, you know bottles that are not only serving bottles but they're also shakers and they have you know uh, they have things inside of them that actually mix the product with water so that you can put a lid on them and you shake them and you know then you can drink out of them but they're branded so that you know people know that you're on that particular program or you're using that particular product those are the kind of things that you know are are gifts and given away and swag that we add to you know augment the order that ends up you know, being very, very um, uh, useful that become very in- integrated into our uh, into our you know emotional buy-in to the product, right? So, if you're buying a new you know Lamborghini and Lamborghini gives you a pair of driving shoes, you're every time that you slip those on, you're going to be thinking about the you know Lamborghini that you bought. Or if you have driving gloves or you have a keychain or a key fob or something that has the brand or logo on it, it's going to have that visceral, emotional connection to the product that you bought. Those are types of things you know that can, can elevate your swag and get you to the point where it's actually helping and it brings out, you know, Nobody's going to know that you have a Lamborghini in the garage, but if you have a key fob uh, with a Lamborghini, you know, logo on it, and somebody sees your keys, they're going to say, "Oh, hey, you're a Lamborghini owner." They don't know that your car in the garage is a Lamborghini because nobody sees your car in the garage. But if you have the right swag, it can connect you with your consumer in a more top of mind where they can see it every day and use it and be and have it uh, available to you know be able to interact with it without having to interact with the actual product and that's especially true if your product is not tangible if it's a service or if it's a software or if there are things around it that you can't actually you know tactile you know touch and hold and feel maybe it's a service that you're you want to affiliate yourself with and maybe that's why you know a branded t-shirt or a branded hat or a branded piece of clothing actually works because then you can display to the world that that's a product or a service that you use because you know that helps your business or whatever it keeps the brand top of mind so i think there are there are multiple ways that swag bags can actually help your business and i think we have to harken back to the days of you know 1700s in the 18th century when we talk about you know do we should we go back to giving away gloves at funerals? Probably not. You know, and I don't think swag bags are probably appropriate today at the funeral. However, you are going to get a program, and there's going to be a little bit of history about the person's life, and there's going to be a photo. And so there are still mementos, and there's still souvenirs that you're going to take away from those particular events. But I think the swag bag works. And we know it does because there's too many millions, you know, hundreds of millions and billions of dollars spent every year to create swag bags and to create, you know, swag in general. It's a huge, huge industry. So I think that the general consensus we fell down on is yes, it works. Uh, 
to what degree it works is how it is integrated into your complete marketing scheme. Are you just using swag bags? You probably aren't going to have the success as you would if the swag bag was a component of your overall marketing campaign. So if part of your marketing campaign was, you know, build an event, do online seminars, have, you know, marketing to your database, you know, use the swag bag as part of your if you come and you actually participate in the event, you know, physically you get X. If you participate virtually, you get Y. So, you know, swag could be digital, it can be virtual, uh, it can be actual tangible. You know, there's all kinds of different ways that you can incorporate swag. But I think the the real nugget to take away here for most people was is that swag actually means something, that there was an acronym involved in that, which I thought was cool. And of course, we can't even go anywhere without thinking about Oprah saying, you get a car and you get a car and you get a car. I mean, the ultimate in swag is now in the television shows that say, everybody in the audience gets whatever, and you're all going home with you know this, and that becomes the ultimate swag, and those advertisers know that that works, because now the host is going to say, congratulations, you're all going to get one of these, or it's one of my favorite things, and I mean, Oprah just took it to the next level, and I think that's why we know that swag bags actually work, or swag itself actually works. We just have to make it as part of a bigger campaign and part of a bigger message than just us you know giving away something because at the end of the day if there's not a clear process and a clear plan as to how you're going to integrate swag into your marketing campaign i think it could end up being just lost money just wasted money on something that you're giving away and you may not get the bang for your roi on that particular you know component that you wanted so uh, that's kind of where we we fell down on the on in the camps. Uh, I think the general consensus was that that it has to be part of a bigger a bigger message and it has to be part of a bigger campaign. So go out there and get you some swag. Get your swag on. Go find how swag can integrate into your marketing campaign. How it can make you a better sales professional. You don't have to have your company do it. You can do it. Put your own branding together. Brand yourself. Put your own swag bag together. Utilize it in your own marketing campaign for your own customers manage your sales profession just as if it's your own business even if you're selling for someone else or, or working for somebody else manage your accounts and your people and you, the sales professional that you are manage it just like if it's your own business and integrate some swag so let's get our swag on let's make sure that we're you know using it the right way in a larger campaign And let's go out and (laughs) remember, you know, think about those funerals when we used to have to give away, you know, even after we're dead, we had to give our visitors something just for showing up and having them come to our funeral. So thank goodness those days are over. (laughs) Funerals are already expensive enough. Thanks so much for listening. And thanks for being a part of Sales with Sully each and every week right here on Inspired News Radio. I am so thankful for you, the listener, and everybody that interacts with me on social media. You make this show. This is your show. I take your topics and I turn them into a podcast each and every week. And I so appreciate it. So until next week, go out and sell something. You've been listening to Sales with Sully on InspiredNewsRadio.com. We take your sales and marketing questions each week on Twitter at Sales with Sully. Hashtag INR and like us on Facebook. On behalf of your host, Scott Sullivan and the entire Sales with Sully team, 
Thanks for listening and see you next week.